This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. It's the second week of school holidays and we're still in lockdown. And if you're anything like me, you might be scraping the barrel of good ideas to entertain the kids. So it brings me great pleasure this morning to welcome children's author R.A. Spratt to Hope Breakfast, who I'm told has a stack of ideas to help us out. Good morning, Rachel. Hello, how are you today? It's wonderful to talk to you. Oh, I'm doing all right, uh, though it is second week of lockdown. Are you in the lockdown zone yourself? No, I've been Barrel, so uh, regional Australia, we're, we're not locked in our houses, but we're, we are allowed to if we put on masks, go into town and stuff, but we can't go anywhere because we can't go to Sydney, we can't go to Wollongong, so it's, yeah, we're, we're confined to our region. Yeah, okay, well, try and stay there as, much, as long as you can. You are quite creative, you've written some fantastic, silly stories for kids. Have you got some ideas for how to keep kids happy in these last few days of the school holidays? <laughs> Well, you you must be really struggling because you've got a two and a four year old, and I yeah. remember what that was like. That's oh yeah, so hard because they just want your complete undivided attention a hundred percent of the time, unless they're asleep, and then you just collapse in a heap in a corner. <laughs> That's it. I'm lucky my my kids are old enough that they will read books, so you can just literally hand them a book, and you know they'll shut themselves in their room for six hours. Last time we were in lockdown, I posted a series of videos which you can check out on my YouTube channel all of physical challenges for children to try at home. And so there's all these things. If you look it up, like how to do a Spider-Man walk up a door frame and how to do like, (laughs) they call it skin the cat using a broomstick and two dining chairs, because you reach a point where there's a limit to how many board games and card games and, you know, (laughs) those sorts of activities before you just want to do something physical and maybe slightly dangerous. (laughs) So I did about 18 (laughs) of those and kids can check them out and try them themselves. They're not all that dangerous, but some of you know, like doing a, you call it a V up with a book, and I put like a dictionary between my feet, and then you keep your legs completely straight, and you raise it all the way up over your body and pass it to your hands and back again. Just things like that, just challenges, and you can sit back with a cup of tea and watch your kids do it, and maybe they'll drop the dictionary on their head. That's just an extra <laughs> laugh for you. <laughs> But, you know, just to spice up the day. Yeah, okay, all right, that sounds good. But what about, like, okay, that's the physical activities out of the way, but what if the kids want to get creative in their writing? Have you got ideas of how to get that going? Well, yeah, my new book's just come out, Shockingly Good Stories, and in that I actually wrote a lot of those stories when I was in lockdown with my nine-year-old, and what we would do is we would take the dog for a walk, and um, we know, like, we, my kids, they're like me, they can talk the hind leg off a donkey, Um, so we just talk all the time. It usually starts out as fighting, that's our preferred mode of talking, so we would be fighting as we walked, and then we'd sort of calm down, because, you know, like, it's nice outside, and the dog's there and everything, and then you'd start start to notice things and then when you notice things we'd start to imagine what that could mean and that would just spiral out of control so for example I was walking with my daughter and it was autumn so this was actually more recently and uh she said oh my goodness mom look there's a leaf and it's levitating and I was like what are you talking about and what it was was there's an autumn leaf caught in a cobweb between two cherry trees oh yeah and it did look like it was levitating it looked really magical and I was like oh that spider must be so annoyed when it gets up and it comes out to get its breakfast and it thinks it's going to have a big juicy flight and all there is is like a dried autumn leaf and my daughter so that, that's a cool idea right there but then my daughter she, she goes with it and she says but what if the spider is a vegetarian 
vegetarian. And then I'm like, oh, that's a cool idea, a vegetarian spider. And then I was like, well, what would they eat? You know, would they just be obsessed with tofu and they put out their cobweb and they'd be waiting for somebody to walk past a Chinese deep fried tofu? And and then I started, but then I, I did all this research and I thought, is there a vegetarian spider? And it turns out there is in Mexico a vegetarian jumping spider. It's called the Mexican, it's called, it's actually called the Bagheera Kiplingi, which you think Bagheera, it may sound familiar to you. It's the name of one of the characters in the Jungle Book. Um, so Bagheera, they named it after that because the, the crazy American scientists who discovered this, this vegetarian jumping spider were obsessed with the Jungle Book. So they called the spider Bagheera after the character and then the Kiplingi after Rajat Kipling. So anyway, that's how we come up with stories in our house. You take the dog for a walk and when you calm down from all the fighting over silly things and you start noticing stuff, you just let your ideas snowball out of control. And then when the kids go to bed, I write it all down and it becomes a podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you are very good at observing stuff, which would be great for breakfast radio as well. I should get you to write for this show. <laughs> I, I did years ago, very briefly, write for Andrew Denton when he was doing breakfast, but it wasn't an enormous success. I used to write for Good Newsweek like 20 years ago, so I wrote a lot of jokes and stuff. I used to get up and read the papers and write jokes about all the things going on in the world. That is awesome. You have got this brand new book out, Shockingly Good Stories, which is 20 short stories. Um, They're all very silly and fun and meant to be read out loud. Why is that so important? Well, it's... It's just great to share stories. Like we we hear all the time about how important it is for Indigenous cultures and, you know, uh, uh, cultures all around the world to share their, their stories uh, so that they can, can it continues their culture, but it's like this is part of our culture too, is to share stories and also it's it's so important for children and the way their minds work. Children, you probably have noticed this, they're little worry machines and their brains fill up with worries during the day. And but when they're running around, they don't think about them. But when they lie down at night, all the worries they've stored up in the day suddenly pop into their heads and they're like, oh my goodness, and they agonize and, and are anxious about all these things. And that's why every single culture in the world tells bedtime stories because bedtime stories are, have this fundamental calming balm on your mind. It's like magic, like because you get told a story where there's a beginning, a middle and an end and the good the good people prevail and the bad people are punished. And that is that it has this magical sort of calming therapeutic effect on children. So Telling stories is really important. Sharing stories. I mean, I was joking about, you know, you send your kid off to their bedroom for six hours, but it's actually an important part of storytelling to share a story with a family or, you know, so that's what I really wanted to do because I love, like me and my kids love just telling stories to each other constantly. So I just wanted to encourage people to do that because all these stories were originally written for my podcast, so they were written to be read aloud. So they're sort of grammatically more informal, but that also makes it easier to read. The you know the sentences are shorter, the ideas are punchier. There's a bit of a kapow boom type stuff going on, so they are easier to read aloud than your average book that you would just pick up at a bookstore. And I love the way you start the book. This collection of stories was created to spread joy in a challenging time. Uh, <laughs> we all know what that means. And I think we need it, especially as we're in the middle of lockdown again here in Sydney. It's it's really lovely that you've got that in mind as you as you share these stories. Yeah, well, see, what happened was I decided I 
like I've written all these books. I've been an author for over 10 years. I've been a, a writer for over 20 years. And I was on holiday and I was lying in bed at night thinking, what do I want to do with the rest of my career? And I thought, I just love telling stories. And I felt like I spent all this time writing. I just wanted to tell stories. So I thought, I'll do a podcast and I won't make any money, but I don't care because I like telling <laughs> stories. So I launched it. And one week later, like I launched it like the last week of February 2020. And we all know what happened in March 2020. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, because I've got a big fan base in America as well, and there's all these kids in lockdown. And the kids in America, it was pretty bad because they were in lockdown a lot longer than us. And a lot of them, there were riots in the street every night with the Black Lives Matter stuff as well. So these kids, you think they're trying to process all this, this their world turned upside down. And um, it's like all I'm really qualified to do is tell silly stories and make kids laugh. And I've got this and I wasn't sure, you know, like to me, it seems crazy to do a podcast. But I've got this friend, an illustrator called Tony Flowers. And he said, Sprat, just do it. Just do it and <laughs> share the laughs. And so I've just kept that in mind. It's just like peop there's a big need for kids to laugh and to be reassured and stories do that and they're sort of stories so much of books are pushed on children in terms of literacy and improving their reading reading and it's like that's not what I'm about I'm just about sharing a story and having a laugh and uh, making kids feel reassured so that's the whole purpose of these stories and um, that's the what they were created for. You've encouraged us this morning, uh, Rachel, not only in giving us uh, dangerous physical activities to do, also, uh, you know, the encouragement to read stories and listen to your podcast, Bedtime Stories, but also get the new book, Shockingly Good Stories by R.A. Spratt. Thank you so much for your time this morning and for helping us out in the middle of this <laughs> lockdown season we're in. Yeah, I'll thank you for the opportunity. And it does get easier every time you do it, doesn't it? You get your little systems and we'll get through this one. It does. It does. Go well. Thank you, you too. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.